Hey, this is Max, and welcome to the Ronin System Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, uh, Bo Ismono. Hope I'm saying that right. That's totally fine. Ismono, yeah. Everyone yeah, Ismono. says it differently. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Bo is a YouTuber. He's also a film editor in uh, Germany. Exactly. Um, and I actually found his videos just because, <laughs> ironically, I was looking for a backpack, and I stumbled across one of his videos, and I was like, oh, this guy's really cool. And so Thank I decided... <laughs> yeah. And so, um, Bo, if you want to you know, talk about yourself for a little bit? Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I was prepared for that now. Um, yeah, I'm, um, I wouldn't call myself a YouTuber. I'm a film editor in Germany. I usually do advertisement for TV or I edit, uh, advertisements, commercials, uh, that are running on TV here in Germany and in some of them are running in Europe as well. Um, but I started my YouTube channel about, I don't know, three or four years ago. And it's basically a passion project. And what I do is predominantly um, backpacks and travel-related items. Let's call it that way. And yeah, <laughs> that's it sounds pretty strange, to be quite honest. And everyone who hears that the first time is always a little bit surprised by the topic of bags and um yeah <laughs> yeah that's basically what my youtube channel is all about how'd you get started on it um oh, the how did i get started on it the first bag that i got was the uh from a company called gorok that is uh, okay. a u.s company which does produce these military type backpacks that are extremely durable and um, they aren't available in Germany or to be quite exact they are only available in uh, USA so you always have to order them from USA so the bags by themselves are very expensive and ordering something internationally, as you probably already know, is always very expensive with shipping costs, um, custom fees and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yep. So that bag with all those fees attached was very expensive. So I did a lot of research and wanted to see some reviews first before like spending that much money. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't find any videos or good videos, video reviews about that bag or bags in general. So I ordered the bag and thought, yeah, let's do a video about that. And I've done a video and this website called Carryology. Um, okay, yeah, I've heard of them. Me. Yeah, they contacted me and told me, hey, can we post that video on our channel and would you be interested to do more bag reviews? And at that point, I didn't even think about like doing bag videos. And yeah, then everything started from there and I hit a niche. Um, there aren't that many bag reviewers um, that are this specialized. Um, so my channel grew from there and yeah, that's how everything started with a very expensive <laughs> bag purchase. <laughs> yeah, that's how I mean, everything. And yeah. that's, that sounds like a really, I mean, I feel like I've experienced something similar, you know, sometimes I'll look at 
bags. That's actually how I found you. You know, it's yeah. like, oh man, where where are the videos for this? And you would you would be like one of the few people for a lot of different bags actually that mm-hmm. I was looking at. You know, like um, what's it called? Air. You know, like Boundary exactly, or uh, yeah. yeah, Boundary Supply. All those different yeah. companies. And so, yeah, I just wanted to know, like, how'd you even got started on that? Because again, like you said, it's really, really niche. It's really yeah. something that, you know, no one really does all too often. Um, exactly. So you're also a film editor. That's your full-time job. That's my, right? yeah, I'm a freelance film editor. And okay. that's basically how I pay my rent. Um, <laughs> I couldn't imagine, I don't know how uh, so many YouTubers can actually make a living from youtube it is possible but it's really hard and yeah very difficult if if i if youtube would be my only way of income i don't know i i don't think i could survive to be quite honest Um, yeah especially with all the bags you'd have to buy (laughs) yeah exactly exactly (laughs) um so yeah that's my um main job a freelance film editor here in germany yeah so um just Let's briefly talk about YouTube again, uh, mm-hmm. really quick. Sure. Have you made any money? Yes, um, I only make money via the um, what's the word um, mo- monetization of YouTube. So mm, okay. the YouTube ads that are uh, in front of every video—that's basically how you earn uh, money via YouTube. Um, I had some. Um, offerings is that the right word offerings from companies to do like sponsorships but i always felt like that once you get into this sponsorship kind of uh, deals or things um, that those would undermine my work as a reviewer so i actually said no i don't want to do any sponsorships but then i started the patreon and right now i have like i think 60 people or something that are supporting me via patreon so i find that to be a very let's say valid uh way of earning some money to support the channel without compromising your um credibility or integrity as a reviewer um i see so many reviewers who i trust but then I see them doing a brand deal and I'm not really sure if they are sponsored in any way or um, maybe still a little bit biased because they hope to get a sponsorship in the future. So that's why I felt like, okay, I don't want to do any sponsorships at all. So at the moment, I only earn money via YouTube monetization and uh, Patreon. And... With that in mind, that's why I said, like, if that would be my only job, I wouldn't be able to pay my rent. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> that's um, also with all the, I don't know if you heard about that, uh, the YouTube ad, ad apocalypse two years ago or a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, I did hear where, about that. Where a lot of, like, um, brands moved away from YouTube and monetization mm-hmm. money went so low. Um, yeah. That's why I think it's really important to have like at least um, a main job or something like that that could support you if YouTube doesn't work out. Yeah, yeah. At least until you make it, right? Yeah. Quote, unquote, make it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So with your film editing, uh, are you primarily 
in like the European area, or do you, yeah. do you also do like overseas stuff? I would love to, but um, it's the the film industry in general is, at least here in Germany, is a lot of uh, word of mouth. Um, I don't know, is that the right expression? So if one person tells another person, hey, that person is good yeah, to work yeah, with. Yeah, word of mouth. That's Yeah, word of mouth, yeah. Um, so that is why all my clients are predominantly in in Germany and some of them outside or outside Germany, but only in Europe. Um, but word of mouth, at least for my name, hasn't spread to, to different countries yet. Um, I would love to work um, overseas, but um, yeah, a lot of people are working in the film industry and are um, hoping to get into the film industry. So I don't think it it would be uh, reasonable for, like, let's say, a U.S. company to uh, hire a freelancer from Germany. Yeah. While there are still so many good people, local, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what's the farthest you've traveled for film edit? Like for job? film editing, um, England, England. Uh, yeah, England is probably the furthest that I travel. Oh no, hold on. Um do you mean like just traveling for the job or do you also mean like the client that hired me for the job? Because um, uh, I have German clients who hired me to film a making off in uh Los Angeles for instance. So mm. that that's a while back a few years ago they just took me with them and I was just filming their film um so that's that's probably the furthest that i traveled um for a client from germany Um, interesting but um that's about it mostly in germany or switzerland that was probably the furthest (laughs) where i traveled yeah (laughs) switzerland's right it's right next to germany right yeah it shares a border yeah it's uh right on the south border of germany yeah so okay. yeah, that's <laughs> in terms of working. That's the furthest of yeah. That's the furthest I traveled probably. So majority wise, you don't really leave Germany too much for work. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Well, um, I guess more of a personal question: Do you speak any other languages besides um, you know German and English? Obviously, uh, my parents uh, are from Indonesia. I speak a little bit um, in. Indonesian language um, which is called Bahasa um, just a little bit so it's basically very rudimentary like hey I'm I hungry so without I am hungry <laughs> but I hungry or I I want uh, eat or something like that so it's really basic it's enough to <laughs> like every time I'm in Indonesia I, I know how to get from the airport to the hotel I know what to basically say a little bit uh, which direction the cab driver is supposed to go and then I can order some food. But if it's a bigger discussion, I wouldn't be able to survive with my uh, Indonesian language skills, unfortunately. So uh, were, you, were you born in Germany? Yes, I was born yes. uh, and raised in Hamburg, Germany. Yeah. Hamburg, okay. Yeah, But I've done, uh, I was 16, I've done a 10-month high school year in Oklahoma in the U.S. Really? Yeah. 
<laughs> I used nowhere. To <laughs> I used to live in Oklahoma for 10 months. But it was fun. It was pretty cool. All right. And and um I'm not sure if you glossed over. Did you do you speak any other languages besides No, just those uh three okay. languages or let's call okay. it two and a quarter languages. Yeah, two and a quarter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that's that's more than me. So, you know, I only I only speak two languages, um English and Cantonese, which is my native language. So But Cantonese is so difficult, right? Um it it can be. It's very tonal. So yeah. there's a lot of like you know there there's six different tones per yeah. per phrase you know so like like ma and ma it, yeah. it it sounds the same but it's the difference between like mother and grandmother oh really it's, yeah That's... so and then you got ma which is horse and ma which is like hand you know it's it's all these other different phrases to it so that that's what makes it difficult so you know? but for instance that word if you if, if you have a cold wouldn't that like be really difficult to like like speak those different tones of that word. I it, mean, yeah. I can imagine <laughs> that that could lead to lots of communication errors, right? If you if you got like a flu or something. Yeah, yeah, it, it can. Um, a lot of it's based on context too. So oh, okay. you know, you have to like say a whole sentence. You know, you oh, okay. most of the times when people speak Cantonese, they don't really say one word phrases or anything, oh, okay. unless it's like, you know, like. I don't know. I can't even think of one. Yeah, like yeah. maybe like um like okay, like hi. Just okay. Yeah. But yes. is is the difference between uh Cantonese and Mandarin is is that a big difference between those two? Um it it can be. Uh so Mandarin is like the primary language. Um mm -hmm. it actually means, you know, government language or country okay. language. Um and there are words that are very similar, yeah. you know, like like again, ma and ma are the same okay. you know like grandmother and mother they're the same but then if you want to say thank you it's completely different you know like uh cantonese it's uh dodge uh -huh. but then in mandarin it's xie xie. Oh, so it's just like okay so even you know even different uh i guess provinces in china it, it's understood differently like people from like hong kong or you know like south china okay. i can understand their mandarin but then you know if, if i talk to a north you know, northern Chinese that speaks Mandarin, I'm not going to understand a word they say. I see. Um, and even Cantonese, it's a little bit different. You know, it's 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 almost a difference between like, I don't know. Do you guys have something like that in 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 German, like where where there's different dialects? Or yeah, different, we like, have like three or four different dialects, but basically the language or the the grammar is all the same, but they have like real. I would. I would kind of compare it to like having dialects between New York and Texas or something like that, you know. But yeah, yeah, the grammar yeah. is all the same, but the the way they talk is different. Um, yeah, exactly. It's, it's same thing. Same oh, thing. Okay. So, um, I guess Mandarin and Cantonese, it's it's kind of like Portuguese and Spanish. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it can get confused, but it's it's still very different languages. Okay, um, mm. and you can kind of understand each other a little bit. And do you uh, write it as well? Can you uh, no, write? No, that's no, really it's, complicated, it's right? Very complicated. That's okay. that's probably the hardest part about Asian languages is writing it. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah, like I can read a couple words, you know, like um, me, you. I can read yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fire, water, really basic stuff. Okay. Like you know, like it's raining. I can read that. Yeah. That's about but would it. Would you be interested to learn that? Uh, I've been trying to. Uh, my okay. girlfriend's actually from China. 
Okay. Uh, she's from um, Guangzhou. I'm not sure if you know where that is. That's no, kind of like the south end. Okay. But she, yeah, she's from from that area. It's pretty close to Shanghai and uh, Macau. And so you know, she she obviously speaks, writes, she does all that. So、mm-hmm. I try and ask her like, hey, can you teach me? Be like, she's like, no. Okay. <laughs> 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 you know, it's very difficult. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. But does she live? Uh, in in China or, or is she currently in the states? She's in the states. She,、oh, she's、okay. been here for fifteen、um, years now. Oh, okay. So you、yeah. don't you don't have a long distance relationship or something? No, no, no.、Like、that. Oh, yeah,、okay. that wouldn't really work very well. <laughs> yeah, that's really a long way off.、Yeah. But do you yeah, w- visit、uh, China a lot? Never been to China. I've been to、oh, Vietnam.、Okay. Oh, My、right. parents were born in Vietnam. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah.、Oh. Um. Interesting story, you know. I I don't think I've ever actually talked about this on the podcast, so you're、yeah. you're breaking the ice for me for there. But、um, yeah, my grandparents are born in China, all all four of them. But、uh, because of the spread of communism, they moved to、uh, wow. Vietnam. My、wow. kids are, you know, my parents were born there. Okay. And then again, communism, so they had to move over to the U.S. So, I guess you could call us like double, double immigrants. Wow. You know. That must have, must have been pretty hard for your parents then, right? Yeah,、um, yeah. You know, they have a lot of、um, horror stories. Yeah. You know,、um, like、uh, my mom, she's an only child, and when she tried to come over with her family, she was actually separated.、Uh, she was about sixteen at this time,、um, so she was jailed for a year in Vietnam by herself. Holy crap! Yeah, and and she made her、horrible. way here by herself. Yeah. So you know, they have a lot of different stories like that. You know. Being being an immigrant here in the U.S.,、um, especially here in the South of the、mm. U.S., where there's a lot, there's still a fair amount of discrimination,、mm. racism.、Um, it can be a little difficult,、um, yeah. but you know, it's, it's not as bad as people make it out to be. Yeah. You know? Can Can I ask you、uh, a question in terms of racism? And I feel like、um, in many parts of the world, I'm not sure how it is over there、uh, where you are living. I feel like that that. Asian stereotypes or Asian jokes, you know, that are obviously racist, are still like kind of socially accepted. Sometimes I, I feel like I, I hear lots of like Asian jokes around me, and I feel like, hey, if that would be a, a Jewish joke or a black joke, that would be really inappropriate. But because I'm Asian, you're it feels like. You are okay with saying that stuff? Is do you have to s- have a similar feeling over there? The uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's you know, racism is still alive here in America.、Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it is everywhere. Um,、mm-hmm. and it it goes really under the radar for for Asians, I think,、mm-hmm. uh, just because you know we don't really have that strong of a movement. You know,、mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure if you keep up with the news here, but we have a lot of you know, like,、um, have you heard of Black Lives Matter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know that's a really strong movement,、um, and I remember being a part of a of movement in the South of trying to get you know like Asians involved in that,、mm-hmm. um, and there was a lot of backlash. There's a lot of you know combat in it because it's like, well, I mean, Asians are historically, statistically more successful in the U.S. You know, we、mm-hmm. we go to better colleges, we get better jobs, but we're still not equals. If if、mm. you know what I mean,、yeah. you know,、yeah. and there was a lot of those issues,、um, and there's still a lot of those issues. You know, Asian jokes are still a big thing. You know,、mm. we don't really have a strong、um, representation 
you know, especially like if you look at like, uh, you know, even even like film in, mm-hmm. in the U.S., like with uh, Jordan Peele coming out with Get Out yeah. and like his new movie Us, Black Panther, all these different movies where um, black people are starting to get more representation. Mm-hmm. It's boosting them up. But then for Asians, you know, the closest we've gotten is um, what was that movie? Crazy Rich Asians. Have you seen that? Which Which one? Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, I haven't seen it. I only heard about it. Yeah, like that was, um, I think it was the first Asian lead mm. since like 1970 mm. or something. Um, so it's 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 really, it's, it's, it's those kinds of things. You know, we don't have TV shows yet. We're still not, you know, big actors or anything. We don't have any big actors or anything. Mm. So there's, I feel like there's a lot of people that are still, you know, that they're still ignorant to the, to who we are. Yeah, you know, um, they they don't even know that there is different kinds of Chinese. There, mm. there, um, Indonesian even has its own language. You know, yeah, things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, that's that's how it is for us. You know, it's it's not that bad. It's not like we're getting, you know, like stuff thrown at us or yeah, like yeah, slurred yeah. at us every single day. But yeah, it, yeah. there are those, you know, small little things. Mm. You know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. is it the same for you or? Yeah, it's it's similar. It's uh, or not similar. It's I mean. What I said uh, earlier, this this kind of some people are. I know people around me who are, are saying like, "Oh, racism is bad, and we shouldn't do like certain kind of stereotype jokes." But then two sentences later, they make a joke about my uh, Asian height or something like that, <laughs> you know, and I'm like. Hold on a second. We just talked about that stereotypes or jokes like that are inappropriate. Yeah, but Asian jokes are okay. That's not what they're saying, but they basically do it then. And I'm yeah, I'm kind of I learned to deal with it as a kid. I had really troubles with it because um, I was the only Asian at my school um, at my um, elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, later in high school, we were I think three or four Asians and all of us obviously or not obviously but as it happened uh, we were all like the shortest kids (laughs) at high school you know and that's why it was kind of okay to do that stuff Um, so I back then I did struggle a lot with those kind of um, jokes and stuff like that but nowadays I feel like to me, at least, I kind of like this feeling of um, being underestimated, you know. Um, for instance, I do martial arts and stuff like that, or at work. Um, I mean, as an Asian, I feel like I also have the benefit of looking younger than I actually am. So I I did have a lot of times where I was in a meeting and the client thought I was um, an intern or something. And then they realized, <laughs> oh, that's the guy we pay a lot of money and stuff like that. So I kind of play with it uh, now that I gotten, um, let's say, uh, gotten older or when I'm somewhere and someone wants to like mess with the shorter guy, let's say that way. Um, I wait, just let them 
do that and then if it gets out of hand i know how to deal with it because i know some martial arts so i kind of play <laughs> i kind of play with that that people like underestimate me or um i'm i made those um things that i thought were something people are mocking me with those stereotypes of being an asian i kind of made those my strength mm. um so i try to work with that um but yeah as a kid and during puberty those things really messed me up a little bit i have to admit and um so yeah it's it's still something that's on my mind and i'm always kind of like um especially where it feels like like racism or the right wing movement is getting stronger that mm -hmm. many people are like saying hey we are not supposed to be racist and stuff like that oh you're short because you're asian or you always eat rice you don't don't uh <laughs> you don't need to order anything else so and i'm like hey hold on a second <laughs> i mean you are clearly against like the right wing and racism but you still are okay with making jokes about my um origins so yeah that's kind of feels kind of odd sometimes Yeah, yeah, I, I I get what you mean. Um, and <laughs> I mean, you you do martial arts, so that that does kind of enforce a little bit of the stereotype. Yeah, right? I know, I know. That's <laughs> what I meant with like, kind of like working with it. I mean, everyone was saying like, "Oh, you're you're um you're Bo, you're an Asian. You probably know kung fu, right?" And stuff like that. And then at some point I was like, "Okay, hold on. If you, everyone thinks that I do martial arts, let's start martial arts." And that's That's basically why, I, or one of the reasons why I used to start martial arts. So um, what martial arts do you do? Now I do uh, ninjutsu, which is kind of like um, BJJ, so a lot of ground uh, fighting and stand-up fighting. And before that I did Aikido, which kind of was a waste of time, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and before uh, and as a kid i actually did kung fu um mm. and as i said it was like everyone was telling me oh, okay you're the asian kid you do kung fu yeah of course like he that. does you yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and then i was like okay whatever I let's start it then um yeah um i actually do uh jujitsu brazilian jujitsu oh that's awesome yeah what, what yeah. belt do you have brown awesome yeah, brown belt. yeah. <laughs> i've been wow. doing it for about um eight nine years Uh, but awesome. I've been doing martial arts for about 15, so... Oh, that's pretty cool. If I ever, yeah. um, at your place, we should roll together then. Yeah, yeah, uh, let's do I it, man. <laughs> learn probably a lot from you. I <laughs> I only got a green belt in uh, okay. jiu-jitsu, so I'm still far off. I, I know there's um, there's GJJ, German Jiu-Jitsu. You ever heard of that? No, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, there's, there's apparently like a very specific set of Jiu-Jitsu in okay. Germany. Oh, um, okay. I can't remember where. I think a buddy of mine does it. He he's in the Air Force. Okay. Um, he's a he's a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Wow. Um, and he says that there are guys that do a very specific yeah, Jiu Jitsu yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, I think like Munich or something. Is that close okay. to Hamburg? No, that's uh about I would say nine hours with a car, so it's pretty far. Well, one hour with with. Oh, uh, two hours with a plane, one and a half. 
from okay, Hamburg. Not, so, yeah, but I, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually um, going to move pretty soon, and I was thinking about starting BJJ as well, and um, I love it. I mean, I love ground fighting and um, rolling, and um, that's for me. That was the the first like um, epiphany, like. I was always with stand-up fighting. I was always struggling with my arm length. I was mm -hmm. always like fighting against taller people. And once I was on the ground, I was like, "Oh, okay, I I, I get it now." So it, it was really, it was easier for me to deal with taller people as a short person, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I really like um, ground fights. Oh, is it is that the right term for that? Uh, yeah. 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 Ground fighting. Yeah. Grappling. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, grappling that's yeah the word yeah those kinds for. of things yeah. um yeah yeah I, I totally get what you mean um i think you're in your videos you say you're five six five five <laughs> five five okay five, five, yeah all right yeah i'm about five seven um yeah. so i mean i'm not like that short but yeah. here in the u.s it's, yeah. it's pretty short um yeah. so i get what you mean with the whole you know dealing with taller people like yeah. i started doing um boxing and kickboxing first and then i oh, found wrestling cool. yeah and eventually I found jujitsu and I yeah. was like, all right, this, this is much better than everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I definitely recommend it, you know, yeah. especially, I, I guess in Germany, it's, it's pretty popular. I mean, or, obviously since UFC, everything that is BJJ related is getting so popular nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, which is also kind of scary. It feels like when you are like in a big city, it feels like, every person knows at least a little bit about how to throw a punch and that feels yeah. kind of scary at times mm -hmm. um so that for me that was also a reason why i found like grappling so interesting because i see so in like in every street fight you see them going to the ground right mm -hmm. yep and that is so scary um so yeah i can as you said we both can really recommend to yeah. try out at least BJJ or any other grappling fighting style for that matter. Do do you keep up with any like fights like MMA or anything? Excuse me, I didn't. Do you keep word. up with any fights like MMA, like uh, mixed martial arts, like the UFC? Um, you mean any, if any... I watch that or? Yeah, if you watch it. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I I um don't watch all of them because pay per view is really expensive here in Germany. Um, <laughs> but I am, or let's say no, hold on. Um yeah, I am kinda I'm at the moment I'm not really sure uh what he's doing. I'm kinda a McGregor fan. Um <laughs> but he kinda messed up the last few months, so I'm not sure if he's if he's ever going back into the ring. He doesn't need to, obviously. Um he has enough money. Yeah, um, for sure. I was really looking forward to the cowboy um and McGregor matchup. I don't mm -hmm. know why they didn't do it, to be honest. Um, I, I think it was because um, they wanted to make it a co-main, like a co-main event, yeah. and McGregor said no, he wants to be the main event because oh, you know, he, really? he wanted more money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, on one hand, it makes sense, but on the other hand, he hasn't fight for such a long time. I mean, yeah. on the other hand, he's such... I mean, the pay-per-view... Uh, money must must be incredible i mean everyone wants to see that fight right so yeah 
hats. Yeah, anyways, but I also like here um, the style bender. I always, mm. I don't know how to say his name. Um, uh, Israel Adesanya. Israel. Yeah, he's really awesome. I mean, yeah, that's a fighting style. That's really, I mean, the name style bender is is well deserved in my humble yeah. opinion. He's cool. he's very um he's very technical. Yeah. You know, if you watch him fight, it's you know, a lot of people that don't understand uh kickboxing or fighting in general, mm-hmm. they can't see what he actually does. You yeah. know, it's it's so subtle. You yeah. know, like the slight hip movements, head yeah. movements. He's just a, such a and he's young too. He's very yeah. young. I think he's like like twenty twenty five or something. Yeah. And it's really you untraditional. Know? I mean, even just with the hands He's always has his hands on uh, really low instead mm-hmm. of like having like a, a defensive, at least some kind of defensive stance. But he's like very open, mm-hmm. and um, that's really uh, entertaining, at least to me. Um, how he fights. Do you uh, have you ever seen any of Habib's fights? Habib yeah. Nurmagomedov. Yeah, yeah. I, I think his. Um, I actually um, tried some of of. Um, of his moves, like like holding the uh, the legs together of your mm-hmm. opponent, and that works really well. At least at my dojo, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I tried to try to copy that. And yeah, his fighting style or his ground game is incredible. I don't yeah. like what he's um, him. I don't find him as a person really um, appealing or entertaining. Um, but his fighting style is incredible. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, same thing actually. Um, <laughs> I try some of his moves, yeah. uh, you know, doing jujitsu, and it, it works really well. Yeah. But <laughs> you get, it's pretty tiring, you know. Yeah. He's he's a monster for, yeah. for to be be able to do that. Exactly. But um, do you know who Joe? Obviously, you know Joe Rogan. Yeah. Right? Uh, Have it, you listened to his podcast? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, he's kind of like like uh, like uh, I I like lots of his philosophy. It's kind of like mm-hmm. yeah, someone who I little bit look up to yeah 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 he's he's definitely um you know i actually try and emulate him doing this Mm -hmm. you know it's obviously it's extremely difficult because he started out with money so you know he has had an advantage there but you know this podcast is really kind of i guess inspired by his yeah but you're doing a good job no thank you thank you yeah you're you're definitely um one of the most high profile guys that i've ever had on here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> not not even high profile at all <laughs> yeah. well you know you got your youtube and it's yeah. um you know you, you you're a film editor so you, you're definitely a little bit thank higher you. up there you know thank you very much um, how old are you actually 38 really yeah i'm 38 <laughs> i'm going wow. up to my 40s already and it's um it's, it's strange it's kind of strange to be quite honest are you married? yeah i'm married yeah we have been married for two and a half or two years and a couple of months now yeah you got kids in mind no no No. um we i know that's a very unpopular uh opinion but i i have lots of respect for all the parents around me and uh, all my friends i'm we are actually the only ones who don't have uh kids but i can see how much work that is and Mm -hmm. how much it takes out of you and my wife and i just thought like okay we respect the work and we know that it is a lot and it's really taxing on the relationship so we decided hey 
we are not up to that. That's too much <laughs> for us. We couldn't de- uh, we couldn't handle it. And especially, um, we still want to do so much. You know, I have mm-hmm. my wife encouraged me to do my motorcycle license a couple of years back, and I think if I would have. Well, if we would have decided to get kids, I probably wouldn't have gotten a motorcycle. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean, I I ride safe, but still, it's it kind of feels strange um, to ride a motorcycle and having like a baby at home or something, you know? Yeah. Um, and we still want to travel and stuff like that. And you obviously you can travel with a kid, but it's definitely harder. a little bit harder and yeah. so yeah as i said we have lots of respect for all the parents and lots of love for our parents but i know what kind of a um a whole kid i was when i was younger <laughs> <laughs> and uh i drove my parents mad at least um so yeah lots of respect and love for all the parents but i can't could be a dad <laughs> <laughs> you have a you have a dog though, right? Yeah, we have two dogs. Yeah, and that's okay, already yeah. a lot of work too. So, <laughs> well, you you're a parent there, so that's that's where it counts. Yeah, right? but you at take least care of them. But at least the dog wouldn't be like like in puberty and an a hole like I was when I was in puberty. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. So do you are you planning to have kids? Um, at some point, at some yeah. point, you know, we're still young. Uh, I'm 25. She's 26. Yeah. So, you know, and we're we're pretty young in the relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only been five years, I think. That's cool, though. Yeah, that's and uh, you know she's definitely though. not ready. Yeah, five yeah, she's years, she's definitely not ready. Sure. She's yeah. not even ready to get married. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah, uh, we do want dogs though. Yeah, that's, dogs are that's awesome. That's the big thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of work though, but dogs are really awesome, and the love that they give you is so pure. So mm-hmm. they. I mean, they can't even remember if they have been mad two seconds ago about uh, you. So yeah. they, are, they always love you. So. What kind of dogs do you have? We have uh, a Husky, a uh, German Shepherd, Labrador uh, mix, and a Cairn Terrier um, something mix. So a bigger one and a smaller one. Okay. Yeah. okay. Are they, do they work well together? You know, they're, yeah, they're they like do. Best buds. Yeah, they they uh they work really well together. Uh, we were afraid that it wouldn't work out at first because the smaller one, um, she's kind of uh, picky, let's say it that way, or difficult. She's a diva, mm-hmm. and she always wants to be first. But um, our bigger dog, the husky mix, um, he's really um social with other dogs, so. He's he's not not like like an alpha, but once he gets to into a group, he just stands there and if and he has like this this skills of calming down a group for some reason. Although he never um, was in big groups, because unfortunately, or the sad story about him is that. He's now three, or he turned three this year, and before that, we have him for one year now, and before that, he lived on a chain in Romania for all of his life, so he didn't know that much, so he, 
um, he didn't know like like um, fire trucks. He was mm. at first he was so scared of fire trucks because he didn't know what that was yeah. and, and stuff like that. So he had to learn a lot of the city life, and so it was really surprising to us that he was or he is working so well with other dogs or um, groups of dogs. That is. Yeah, well, at least yeah. he got a, a second second start in life, right? Yeah, you know, at yeah least definitely. He's in a better place. Yeah. You know, it's it's so sad to see animals get treated yeah, like that. Exactly. Um, especially dogs, you yeah. know, because they're they're just like you said, they're so much full, they're so full of love yeah. and all that. Um, yeah. What are their names? Uh, the husky one is Nemo, um, like Finding Nemo, <laughs> and uh, the smaller one is Happy. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um. Yeah, we we want a dog. Um, Do you she have... wants a small dog. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she wants to get like a Frenchie. Oh, they're like a French awesome. bulldog. They're yeah. so fun. Yeah, they're always like, uh, really funny. They're cool. Yeah. Yeah, she actually came in the came into the apartment the other day from work, and she was like, "I have a name for our dog." I'm like, "We don't have a dog." She's like, "Well, we're gonna get a Frenchie. His name is gonna be Meatball." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "That's that fits a lot. That's cool." Yeah. But yeah, uh, I told her it's like no nah, no nah, if it if it's uh if it's a brown one uh we're gonna name him French Toast. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> not diff uh, not easy to call. That's pretty yeah. long, but it's cool. Yeah, we'll just call him Toast for short or Toasty. Yeah. Toasty, yeah, Toasty is pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we're we're always thinking about getting a dog, but it it's just not right, the right time right now. Yeah. You know, we're um we're still very busy with work mm-hmm. and all that, and you know we're. We have a small apartment yeah. uh, here in here in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So it's it's not like we have a lot of room. Yeah. Um, but at some point we will. Yeah. You know, just like everything else. Yeah, it's a lot of work as well. So I mean, and it's 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 a living, uh, living being. So you mm-hmm. need to have lots of respect for the time and for the energy that you have to put into. Um, yeah. Do you do you are they trained? Yeah, my wife is a dog trainer actually. Oh really? So yeah, they're um, they're both trained as as good as you can. So as I said, Nemo is um, has a very traumatic past. So that mm-hmm. working with it, you actually now he finally like is getting used to. Um, how you say it, like um, conquering his fears. But before Mm -hmm. that, um, we found some like burning scars on him. And he at first was very afraid of loud noises and Mm -hmm. especially um, male persons. Um, And we not um, males in the age group between, I would say, 13 to 19 of those he was really afraid so we 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 kind of think that he because he was chained to to mm-hmm. to the dog um house we assume that someone threw firecrackers at him when he was chained wow. to that so that's why we found some it it's not like cigar brown marks but those little like burn freckles or something and he's yeah. really scared of those loud noises and also of of lights so at first we thought about that the fi- he was scared 
uh, of the loud noise of the fire truck and the fast speed. But then we realized that those blue lights, um, even if they're really far away and um, there is no siren, he was scared of that light as well. So we we assume that he was like mistreated with firecrackers or something yeah, like that. Yeah, just abused. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so that made her work as a dog trainer in the beginning very frustrating and difficult mm. because we wouldn't wasn't. It is easy to treat like 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 a phobia if you know what the phobia is. Yeah. But if you don't really know what the phobia is and the the, if you have a person, that person can tell you, right? But the yeah. dog is not able to tell you what exactly he's afraid of at that time. So it was really difficult for her to really train him. But um, it's getting better. He's um, he's not that afraid anymore. And yeah. Do you, she, so I'm assuming she trains the dogs in German, right? Um, well... She's not actually talking to them. Well, yeah, she's talking to them, but she does a lot with hand um, gestures oh, okay. and stuff like that. And lots of... Um, actually, you don't... She always says you don't train the dog, you train the person working with the dog. So it's basically yeah. a lot of like talking to the, to the owner. Um, that's also something that I had to learn quite a lot because dogs don't really recognize what you're saying, but they recognize mm -hmm. the energy you're saying it with. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you say like heal or stay, if the intention is, or the way you say it is completely off. So mm -hmm. he might recognize the word heal or stay, but if you say it like in a, I don't know, in a, in a non-intentional or in an asking or question way, he's mm -hmm. the dog usually is like, I don't really get what you're saying to me. So it's, yeah. um, she predominantly says German words, but we say sit, for instance, instead, instead of the German word or stay. We also say stay. Yeah, right. But um, so it's a mix. It's a mix yeah, between it's, German it's a mix. and English. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, um, do you guys speak German or English in, in your home? Uh, we speak German, but my okay. wife uh, does speak uh, very well English. She used to work for for Nike. Um, really? Yeah, um, and lived in in uh, Netherlands for a while, so she okay. speaks a lot of English as well. Yeah. Now, they speak Dutch in the Netherlands, correct? Yes, yeah. But so she speaks Dutch as well. A little bit, a little, a bit. little bit. It's it's kind of it's close. She tells me that Dutch and German is really close, but I don't really? understand anything of that. <laughs> For me, it's not that close. Yeah. Would you consider German a hard language? Yes, it's really yeah. hard. It's really hard. I still it looks mess hard. up. I still mess up a lot of grammar, um, and especially for. Although I was born and raised in Germany, I still find that language so difficult. Um, yeah, there are a lot of different um, um, grammar things and how you and times like past tense um, future um, what is it simple past tense blah blah so it's a lot of a lot of difficult things and I f find it 
sometimes way too complicated than it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I rarely hear German, mm. but I, I sometimes see German written out and yeah. I, I see it and I'm just like, I, yeah. I don't understand, you know. Uh, but it can't nearly be as difficult as um, Icelandic. Have you ever seen Icelandic? Yeah, that that looks yeah. really complicated. <laughs> I once worked with a Icelandic director or and a Danish director that those Scandinavian languages are so difficult. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. They have like one vowel and then yeah. like 20 consonants. But know, isn't it like in Hawaii the same? Isn't it the Hawaiian language is also really difficult, right? It it is, but it's mainly um, at least from my perspective, it's, it's it's a lot of long, it's a lot of long words. Mm. You know, like their their sentences are one word. You know, <laughs> really? yeah. <Okay. laughs> and so, but it, it's not hard to pronounce. Yeah. Um, it's just like, it's just like a lot of, a lot of words are put yeah. into one sentence. Yeah. You know, or or uh, one sentence put into just one word. You know, yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. So, are you uh, interested in learning more languages, or? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm very big on on trying to learn languages. I actually took French and Spanish, so I know a little bit of Spanish. Yeah, mainly food. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, um, I can read French. Um, I can French do that. is so difficult. I had. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I had it in school for two years, and I failed both years. So it's, <laughs> it's really difficult. I I didn't understand the language at all, and my teacher yeah. was so frustrated at me because I just didn't get the language. I feel like it's it's really it feels the French language feels so different compared to other languages, you know? I feel like English and German at least has like a really understandable, not similar, but there are a lot of like parallels that makes it a little bit easier to to grasp. Mm -hmm. Um but German and French feel so different from each other and i had so much um difficulties to learn that language yeah yeah like um i mean i i think english is one of the easier languages to learn mm. just harder to master but french is just it's crazy especially yeah. when you write it yes. or read it you know yeah. you have to have like the accents and yeah. the and the all this other stuff on and it go in two directions right and yeah yeah that, that accent i don't know i think it's called accent to which is like like a yeah like a um it's like from, a hat yeah like a hat exactly yeah. you know all this other crazy stuff you know like um sometimes you say it one way and then you have to write it another way yeah it's just, it's, exactly it's crazy yeah you know um what other languages i mean i know food in vietnamese yeah I i'm know really pho. big on food <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's yeah. the most important thing right to order yeah. the right food yeah um, yeah <laughs> but vietnamese food is so delicious it's really oh good. yeah yeah it, it definitely hits the spot yeah you know yeah, it's yeah. it's it's great um you know what soul food is yeah yeah like that's that's like my picturesque soul food right there yeah you know, if I, I get get myself a big bowl of pho or some you yeah. know some rice yeah i'm set yeah i'm, yeah. I'm good to go really, yeah i know but i'm at the moment i'm re i'm really into mexican food i love yeah. tacos yeah in germany it it, it just got here it, it kind of started to grow like those soft tacos you know and oh yeah that's really good i love it yeah when i was in in oklahoma my uh host mom or the family that i was living with they were mexicans uh so there i got to eat lots of uh authentic mexican food and then i got back to germany and it 
just started last year or two years ago to that we had some Mexican restaurants in 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 Hamburg. Interesting. So yeah. Um, are you big on food? You're are you yeah. a foodie? Yeah, I love yeah? food. Yeah. Yeah, you love food. Yeah. What's your favorite cuisine? Yeah, as I said, at the moment it's Mexican. At the um, moment. <laughs> yeah, at the moment, but I also love sushi a lot. Um, okay. What else? I'm also really into steaks lately. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Indonesian food is great as well. I love lots of food, but at, yeah. I'm I'm the kind of person who, if he finds something that he likes, I eat. Or, or if I hear a song that I like, I eat or you, listen yeah. to that song so much until I, I, I can't stand it anymore. So, yeah. it's like, <laughs> so I love tacos at the moment. So I eat tacos like if I could, I eat it every day until I'm what's, sick of What's it. the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? I think the weirdest thing that I have ever eaten was in Thailand um, at the street. Like, what do you call those things? Like a street cart, street food thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it was fried uh, roaches. That was the Ugh. weirdest thing. Like cockroaches? Thing. Yeah. That was the Ugh. weirdest thing. But I was drunk and I was dared <laughs> into it. So that was probably the weirdest thing. But the good thing about it is they fry it so much that you actually only taste like the oil. And it feels like it has like this this uh, potato chips kind of feel. Mm -hmm. It tastes just like, just like the frying oil. So it's it, just the thought of it is disgusting, but the taste of it actually isn't that bad. The way they yeah. made it, at least. You ever had silkworms? No, those. Oh no, hold on, I'm not sure. They, we did a lot of dares at that night. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I'm maybe, I'm not sure. Maybe <laughs> we had uh we had silkworms in California, um, and. It was from a Korean restaurant. It, it was like, God, I can't remember what it was called. It was like boiled silkworms. Okay. And it was, it looked gross. Okay. It sounded gross, and it tasted gross. It was, it was, <laughs> it was all of it. It was all of it, you know. And you know, they tell you it's like, oh, it's a, it's a boiled silkworm, uh, boiled silkworm soup, and it's like, uh, that sounds gross. But let me try it. And bring it out, and it smells gross. And it looks gross because it's just like a pot of brown gunk. Oh, okay. And you spoon it out, and it's just like silkworms it, there. It sounds salty. Does it taste salty? No. It tastes like if you took a spoon of dirt and a spoon of the silkworm <laughs> soup, it would be the same, you know? <laughs> and it tasted the same. It tasted the same. It tasted like dirt. Okay. You know? it, it, it it wasn't appetizing at all. Um. It probably you know, was and, really expensive, right? Uh, no, no. Actually, it, I think oh. it was like twelve dollars for for a big pot. Um, we asked the waiter if anyone's ever eaten it, and he's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> you know, <he's, laughs> he'd be like, "Oh yeah, people order it, they take a bite, and then they leave it." You know, oh, it's okay. like, "All right, well, we'll try it anyway." <laughs> Same situation. We took a bite, and we're just like, "Uh, yeah." Uh -huh. It's, it's not I, I actually remember one thing in Oklahoma where the the small city that I lived in they had this um rattlesnake festival. Mm. So um they actually hunted rattlesnakes and then they um 
I'm not sure if they fried them or barbecued them. And I tasted that. And actually, it tasted like chicken. So yeah. that was the... F yeah, that tastes like chicken. It was really strange. I think chicken is like the taste of meat. You know, they, they say everything tastes like... You ever had uh, frog legs? Yeah, but I thought that was really disgusting. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. <laughs> oh, um, have you ever heard of Rocky Mountain Oysters? No. What's so... <laughs> It's um, it's a delicacy in uh, Colorado of okay. the U.S. and um, it's basically just fried bull testicle. Uh yeah, I uh yeah yeah that's the they have that <laughs> in Oklahoma as well. Um, I tasted that as well. Yeah, that's salty. That's yeah. disgusting. That's yeah. really disgusting. <laughs> It's it's all like grainy and, and yeah. crunchy. Yeah, you know? it's really um, disgusting. I was that was also something. I'm not really at that time. I thought they were messing with me, but then I saw <laughs> lots of people eating it. So I thought, hey, when all of these people are eating that, can't be that bad. But then the first bite, it was so disgusting, just salty, <laughs> like something, something over salted, squishy meat or something. That was. Do you guys have a you guys have a big Chinese population in Germany? Um kinda, yeah. We have lots of Chinese yeah. restaurants, yeah. Yeah. Like legit Chinese restaurants, they have like um like dim sum. Yeah. 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 I love dim sum. Yeah, that's also something that could go on my list of favorite yeah. <laughs> types of food. Yeah, dim sum is awesome. Yeah. Do they have like chicken feet? They have like yeah. uh, my father or oh, my dad loves chicken feet. Oh, chicken That's feet also, is great, man. Yeah, you like that? I, I love I, it. I don't like. I, I don't like the feeling in my mouth. It, it's kind of yeah. like it's it's too squishy or too slimy for me. Yeah, I, I get what you mean there. Yeah. Um, is it the white ones or is it like the the brown fried ones? Uh, it's it's kind of um, it's brown with uh with this kind of reddish sauce. That's a little yeah. bit spicy on it, yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's the classic one. They yeah. have a pickled one where it's white. Um, okay. I don't really prefer that one because that one's pretty gross. You know, it just <laughs> tastes like yeah, it tastes like vinegar. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, there's there's other things like that, but yeah, I love chicken feet, man. I yeah. I, I, could, I could eat chicken feet all day. I like uh, often dim sum. I like hakao. Is it called? Uh, yeah, Hakao. Yeah, Hakao. Yeah. yeah, I love those yeah. the much. Uh, those are my favorite. Yeah, that's like classic, yeah. classic dim sum. You know that and uh, siu mai. Yeah. Or, or siu mai. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, those are awesome as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Um, you ever tried their? Um, God, what are they called in English? Can't remember what? what they're called. It's like it's like a white wrap. It's got shrimp in it, and they put like soy sauce on top of it. Is uh, is it just a wrap or is it like like a dough? Yeah, it's it's like a dough. Yeah, it's like um, a, a clear dough. Like it's got shrimp. Pao pao? Is it uh, like no, pao no, pao? it's. Um, I just had a brain fart and lost it in Chinese <laughs> too. I can't remember. <laughs> no, but I, I think I know which one you mean. Yeah, we have them too. Yeah, yeah they're really good. Yeah, yeah we have like this one really authentic uh, Chinese restaurant at the Repaban. Um, it's called. Man Manva, not sponsored by the way. <laughs> 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 they are awesome and they're like like they have been in Hamburg for such a long time. I think they're one of the very first bigger or like known Chinese restaurants in Hamburg. And they're always full. 
Um, really? And they have so good uh, dim sum. It's really expensive, um, but at least to me, it feels very authentic. Um, how much yeah. is it? How much is it for uh, per container? Do they do it per container? Yeah, they do it per container. Um, oh, it has been a while since I've been there. Maybe I think it's around six euros, which is I think it's like eight, like seven, eight dollars. Yeah, yeah, something like that, right? That's that's kind of wild. Yeah. On average, here it's like three bucks. Oh, that's like good. Three, yeah, three dollars. Yeah. So we usually get like, you know, yeah. four or five of them. <laughs> That's pretty good. But how big are your containers? The containers that they serve, the, like Hakao, it's like four, I think, four pieces. Yeah, um, that's, yeah that's that's normal. It's, oh, it's yeah. four. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, sometimes they have bigger ones. Um, like, have you, ever, have you ever had soup dumplings? Yeah. I'm not yeah, too those. big of a fan of those, but um, they're good. Yeah, yeah th- those are the ones they usually put like you know five or six maybe eight mm-hmm. in a container um just because normally they, they're supposed to be in a bigger container yeah. um but yeah like the reason i asked about chinese people in in germany is because um my mom actually has some friends in germany oh cool that are chinese yeah, yeah. yeah. i don't know what city they're in um yeah. but you know <laughs> it's actually funny a couple years ago uh she told me about them she's like she's like oh uh there's my friends in germany you know she's got some daughters and uh, they're really pretty. They're really nice. And I'm like, are you trying to set me up or something? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, they just want to meet you. I'm like, all right, so you are setting me up. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But it's, is it, is it like, um, it's pretty normal in, 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 although it's almost everywhere in Asia, right? Uh, that setting up like your son or your daughter with someone else, is, that's pretty casual, right? Is it's it? it's pretty casual. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it's normal. Um, at least not anymore. At yeah. least not for uh, Chinese people. I know for like Indians and Pakistani yeah, yeah, people, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, Chinese. It used to be a thing. Yeah. Um, that's so weird. Yeah, that's so weird. I mean, I I get it because you know they want to keep their friendship alive or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't think it works in this day and age. No, no definitely yeah. not. At least at least not for for certain people. Um, it's really strange if I, I i can't imagine like like my dad coming comes to me and says like hey bo you have we arranged a marriage there's a wife for you in indonesia yeah <laughs> let's meet her <laughs> that yeah. would be so strange yeah but um yeah it's it's not it's not unheard of um yeah. if i'm not getting too personal my uncle actually his his wife is is like that you know oh, she's okay. um you've heard of a male order bride that yeah yeah i yeah, I, I didn't know so you mean like the um that you fly in a bride from somewhere else right yeah that's what you mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so yeah my my i guess my aunt is yeah. is that um and the funny thing is i uh, took my girlfriend just just uh this past uh march to california to yeah. introduce to all my family and you know my mom without boundaries was like oh she's from china she's chinese and everyone's like or like oh did you like order just like is she no way i was like no 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 no. she's she's been here like really and she, yeah yeah so did, it's did um, your girlfriend take offense to that um a little bit you yeah. know she wasn't like blowing up about it but she was just kind of annoyed you yeah, know yeah, um yeah. mainly at the fact that my mom didn't really have a boundary for it you know she didn't it didn't process in my mom's mind that w- that was something that you shouldn't say wow. just because it's it's you know it used to be normal 
You yeah, know? yeah, of course. Yeah. Wow, that that must have been really an yeah, it awkward was, it was funny situation. To me. <laughs> right? Yeah, it was funny <laughs> to me, but <laughs> for her, she you know she had to give her whole backstory. Like, well, I I moved here when I was um when I was thirteen, blah blah oh, blah. Like, I went okay. to school here. Okay. And they're like, oh, okay. So wow. yeah, that's that's definitely um, it's a fun story to tell. Yeah, yeah. I like telling it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine your girlfriend probably doesn't like the story though. <laughs> <laughs> She's okay with it, um, at least now. Okay. So, cool. when did your parents move to Germany? Oh, they moved. Well, that's um, I don't know the exact uh, time frame, but I think it was like three, four years before I was born. Um, they actually went to university here in Germany and oh. yeah, and then a couple of years later I was, uh, born in Germany. Yeah. Are you an only child? No, I have a brother, um, but he's nine years younger than me. So there's quite the age gap that's between us. Quite, quite a big distance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any family, other, any other family in Germany? I have, I have, a uh, uncle and uncle that lives also in Hamburg, but all my other relatives are in Indonesia. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, um, pretty far. Yeah, it is. But I, yeah. I, I love the, um, love visiting Indonesia or most of Asia in general. Or, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, f I feel like the, the mindset of, um, At least in 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 Indonesia, it's 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 very. What's the right word? Um, content. There, uh, I feel like lots of Indonesian people are very content, um, and not like um, this this success driven and very um, pressured. Like in Germany, I feel like in Germany, everyone is like, okay, I need to be successful. I need to do this and mm -hmm. stuff like that, which is good for the country, obviously. I mean, Germany is one uh, one of the bigger industry countries in the world. But yeah. on the other hand, I feel like everyone is like really sometimes a little bit too stressed. Um, yeah. And then, you, then every time I go to Indonesia, it's like, okay, this is a developing country and... Indonesia is not that um, high up in the ranks in terms of countries of the world, but everyone feels like it feels very chill. In a yeah, way. really uh, mellow. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's that's what I really like about being being there. Obviously, everything has two sides, but as far from what I can tell and compared to Germany, it feels very mellow and chill. Yeah. So speaking of, um, I guess success. Mm. Um, what what got you started in film editing? Um, pure luck. <laughs> really? Yeah, pure luck. It was like um, I when I started, um, I graduated in high school, and like every male kid in that age, um, after graduating, I didn't know what to do. I yeah. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Everyone was like, uh, you got to go to university uh, or you got to do this or that. And I had no idea. I didn't know what I was good um, 
at that time frame i didn't know what to do so instead of like rushing into doing anything um <laughs> for like around about six months i worked at mcdonald's i yeah. worked at uh um something it, it wasn't called blockbuster but you know like like a store yeah, where like you, that. yeah where you can uh, rent uh, movies and i worked uh at the club for six months so those three jobs because i just didn't know what to do i was i thought like okay let's just earn some money at that point yeah and so i was working at the club and i saw a friend djing and i started djing as well and i was like hey i want to do something with music <laughs> <laughs> not being very realistic that i had no talent and creating music or something <laughs> like that i was good at djing because i was good at like holding a beat and stuff like that but mm. i had no idea about creating music so and then i saw in the magazine an ad for hey you want to do an internship at this uh film production company and you only need to know like final cut at that time uh, mm. and um some video skills and i was like okay that kind of sounds like okay the word production is in there <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it kind of has to do with with creating something let's let's do uh let's see what that is and i went there and um the hr person was like hey uh, nice to meet you and we talked and um i'm really good with talking with people so I w mm -hmm. we were chatting a lot and then she was asking like, okay, do you know Final Cut? And the a-hole that I am sometimes am, I'm like, yeah, of course, <laughs> I know it. I had no idea. I had no idea what that software is. I was like, yeah, sure, I know what it is. <laughs> and I can, I can do it. And the thing was, I learned software really quick. So if you mm -hmm. give me a software and tell me, okay, can you do that and then give me a day or something and then i kind of figure it out and back then i was the same so i was like yeah of course i know how to do that and then i got the internship for three months and from there i learned a lot and i taught myself all the stuff and then i found my interest in oh, okay filmmaking is pretty cool um i went to they took me to film sets and stuff like that and um then they asked me hey you want to stay you want to stay here and you want to do some editing and but also do the um computers here the network and the um administration of the computers because that's also something i was pretty good at and learning that stuff um so i was like yeah of course i want to do that i mm -hmm. want to stay and so I was employed for all, all around three years and then was like, hey, that's that's awesome. I wanna I wanna do more editing stuff. And then I went to the next company, stayed there for half a year. That company um unfortunately um went bankrupt. So I had to get another job and then I was three years in a different film company and uh, learned really all the details of editing and then so overall I was six and a half years I was employed and then I went freelance from there so that's 
that's basically how I got into the film industry. So the first thing was pure luck and let's say um, I overestimated myself <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> but it worked. I, I'm pretty sure that um, that we we also became she uh, the HR person at that company also kind of became like 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 my um educating mother she taught me a lot and <laughs> i i'm pretty sure that she knew that i was like like blowing smoke is that the right yeah. term? like blowing smoke and like t saying like yeah of course i know what i'm doing <laughs> and yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that she saw through me but she gave me a chance anyway and yeah it worked out but yeah yeah it was pure like an over too much self-esteem and um, overestimating yeah. myself. <laughs> too, too confident, too arrogant kind of thing. That, that's yeah. the right word for it, yeah. Yeah, but it, it worked out, man. I it mean, definitely worked out. It, so, um, you know, what's, what's, what's your end goal for, for film editing? <coughs> film editing. Um, my end goal? I, I actually already reached a lot of the stuff that i wanted to reach i mean um as i said i'm 38 so lots of the stuff that i always wanted um to accomplish i have accomplished but in the end um i want to do i want to keep doing this um i've been so let me count so 11 years freelance and what did I say? Six, six and a half years employed. So quite a while that I have been working this job. And it's still a lot of fun. I love this mm -hmm. job. And so the end goal is that I can keep doing this and still have fun doing it. And one dream would be, I'm not sure if that's ever going to happen for that. I probably would need to move to LA. But I would love to edit like, like like a it doesn't have to be like a good science fiction or action film but some <laughs> action or science fiction film would be awesome um because it's just it's it's not 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 really artistically appealing or something but it's just fun like you know like yeah. editing like exploding stuff yeah. or <laughs> spaceships or something that would be awesome um looking forward to watch the new avengers by the way uh oh yeah i just saw it oh don't please don't spoil it i won't i won't <laughs> i'm gonna um, watch it thursday I'll, I'll tell you one thing it's an amazing movie yeah it's, it's great um it, it's amazing it's three hours right yeah it doesn't feel like it though it, okay. it goes by pretty quick so um, i'm just asking uh, because i don't want to go to a bathroom so i'm not gonna buy <laughs> anything to drink then that's good yeah to know. <laughs> yeah um I wish it was longer, actually. Yeah, are you it, going it felt, to watch um, it twice or? Um, not anytime soon. Okay, you know, yeah, it, yeah. it's it's. I mean, it's it's pretty expensive here. Yeah, um, yeah. relatively, you know, it's like twelve, twelve, fifteen dollars ticket. So that's uh, that's cheap compared to Germany. In Germany, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's fourteen euros. So <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but you know, to us Americans, it's it's uh, yeah, 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 it's a little bit more expensive. Yeah. Um, but it's worth it, I think. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to watch that movie. So, hyped. what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie. Um, I think if you had to pick one, can I pick three? 
yeah at the mo uh, yeah I, I think with well let's say it this way within the last four years my favorite movies are deadpool logan and john wick okay. uh, john no john wick first john wick that the first one yeah especially after seeing all the making of uh keanu reeves that that guy is incredible i mean yeah all the stuff did you see all the training he went through with all the bjj and oh, stunt yeah. guys yeah that's incredible he's extremely humble too yeah he's a very very yeah. humble guy yeah, he yeah. lives in like a one-bedroom apartment yeah, yeah. in the new york you know i think the most expensive thing he has is his motorcycles yeah yeah, yeah it's just, he's extremely humble he's been through a lot too yeah yeah, if yeah. you know his history, yeah, oh, I mean, crazy story. F- lots of his uh, family died already and stuff like that, right? His yeah, sister, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Like his, um, I think, I think his his parents are gone. His fiance passed. Oh away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that happened. Um, yeah, it's such a tough life, yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. just you know he's still great actor. Yeah, amazing actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the stunts. Yeah. I mean. Precision, what is gun training, precision drive training, motorcycle training. Obviously, yeah. he could uh, was able to do that before that. Then the fighting. I mean, we both know how to fight, so it kind of and seeing mm-hmm. how realistic all the fights are in John Wick. Exactly, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of those movies where it's not like, oh, like if 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 i do like this high flying kick it's going to work you know yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's practical yeah, you know it's it's yeah. things that actually work yeah and you know it's 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 crazy too i think he's a blue belt right i think he's so too like yeah, that. yeah 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 he's been training for a long time yeah, yeah. that's incredible that's really yeah. good i mean you should another thing why we can recommend like go doing some martial arts it keeps you fit yeah. for so long right Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. probably if you if you're a boxer, you're not going to be fit when you are older. But all the other martial arts or Muay Thai probably also doesn't keep you healthy over a longer period of time. But all the other martial arts probably will keep you fit. Yeah, I, I always recommend uh, grappling over anything. Yeah, uh, just because you know it it it's more flexible. Exactly. Um, but also, it it gets you comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. You ever done like judo or anything? I wish I would uh, would have because I had um, I have so much trouble when we like have to do throws and stuff like that, or I feel very uncomfortable um, doing takedowns. Um, mm. And I feel like if I would have trained uh, judo, that those things would be easier for me. Um, yeah, yeah. But throwing is, I find it so difficult because I'm also the kind of person, I don't like to hurt other people. So I always feel like when I throw someone, there are a lot of factors that could go wrong. And mm-hmm. that's why I'm I'm always like struggling to do throws correctly or properly. Yeah. So. Yeah. One of the things um, that was taught to me, I did judo for about a year. Uh, one of the things I was taught to me was that if you hurt someone with a throw and you didn't mean to, it's because they didn't land right. Mm. You know, they didn't they didn't know what they were doing. So, I mean, it, it's like a two-way street. You know, it's yeah. like you, they have to do their job, you have to do your job. Um, man, I, I wish more people actually did judo, yeah. especially if they do jiu-jitsu because it's, yeah. it's 
a lot of people think it's very similar, but it's pretty different. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's actually one of the few things that I got from Aikido um, that helped me a lot with other things. It's like like those flying rolls or landing and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, With Aikido, we did a lot of throws um, and tried to soften the landings and stuff like that. So that was actually one of the few things that I learned and that I benefited from uh, moving forward. But um, also when you're falling like outside, you see so many people like when they skid on ice and fall to the ground that they instinctively, I mean, that's that's just instinct, that they throw their hands in front of them yeah. and try to land on their hands and then they break their hands or uh, their wrists. And that's actually something that you learn in judo and also in aikido that you don't land on your hands but you try to land like like yeah on you the try and go side. with the momentum yeah exactly that's yeah yeah you're totally right you, judo would help a lot of people in many ways of your yeah. life probably actually um interesting story uh i was uh, longboarding one time with yeah. a friend of mine and we were heading down this hill and um, there's actually a video of it. It's pretty funny because I'm in the front, he's in the back recording. Yeah. And you can hear him screaming in the video, slow down. <laughs> and I can't hear him obviously because we're going so fast. And uh, we both wipe out and okay. I instinctively do like four rolls. Yeah. And the only reason I got hurt was because like my shoulder like kind of like brushed past a tree. Yeah, yeah. Um, but him like just wiped completely out. His oh. entire arm was just like ripped to shreds. You know, because he, he did one of these motions. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so he threw his hands to the front. Yeah. And, yeah, tried yeah. to break with his hands. Yeah, it was it was, uh, it was pretty bad. I mean, I, I, I got up and walked away, but, yeah. you know. Did he break something? Did he? Yeah, did he break his hands or um, something? Surprisingly, no. Oh. Surprisingly, no. He just ripped good. off a lot of skin. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, but he, so he still had to wear a cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um I don't know what's worse, breaking something or losing skin. I think just, losing skin is worth. Uh, yeah, worse because it, it it was all exposed. Yeah, I think yeah. that's yeah. I think we actually um, you could see his bone at oh. at, at one point. Yeah, so it was How pretty bad. How fast were you going? Um, that sounds really fast. I mean, it was pretty fast. It was at least forty-five, maybe fifty miles per hour. Wow. Um, yeah. That's crazy. How do you yeah. break so, on the longboard when you're that fast? Um, so you can power slide, um, oh, or just yeah. go with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually had, uh, the gloves. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know why I didn't use them. I just decided, oh, I'm just going to roll. <laughs> it's always it was better those, for me. Uh, those situations when you don't have your gear on, when something mm-hmm. happens. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever, um, wiped out on your motorcycle or anything? Uh, thanks. Uh, thankfully not. Um, yeah, but I'm always like, um, there's this. They say um, dress for the slide, not for the ride. So you have. <laughs> I always have all my gear on and stuff like that, because um, I think those. Yeah, that's why I just said like I think losing skin is way worse yeah. than breaking something. It's pretty rough. Yeah. So yeah. I'm thankfully. I've never wiped out on a motorcycle. As a kid, I uh, had 
bicycle accidents or with the skateboard or some stuff like that but that's about it um i never broke anything in my life i had i have di uh have two dislocated shoulders from a car accident um where a car wiped me. i was on the bicycle and a car came out of the street and didn't see me and i went over um the car and i had a co slight concussion and a wound on my head from uh stand-up fighting during training but wow. that's about it in terms of hurting myself thankfully <laughs> i hope that stays that way yeah better knock on some wood real quick yeah yeah <laughs> did you hurt yourself uh in any way did you break anything yet or um never broken anything to yeah. my knowledge at least okay. <laughs> um i've had dislocated shoulders yeah um it's pretty chronic for me you know i've i have uh ankle issues oh, knee okay. issues i've dislocated my hip once that yeah. was probably the most painful thing um stress How fracture in my that? spine um jiu-jitsu oh okay leg lock yeah. or what? uh Actually, it was it was like a freak takedown. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I went for the takedown, and I guess my foot stayed where it was, or my leg stayed where it was, but my body kept going forward, Ow. and so it just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, it, it, I I can't imagine how that must have looked like. It was um, thankfully it wasn't completely dislocated. Kind of like popped in and out, kind of thing. So but it still hurt a lot. Did you hear the sound, the popping sound? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Um, okay. Yeah, stress fracture in my spine. Surprisingly, from just running. Um, I was running, just jogging. Okay. And, like, I started collapsing. And I was like, oh, what's going on here? Legs started going numb. Um, and it was like a like a tiny little crack in, in one of my vertebrae. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, probably so. it did crack a little bit before and then due to running it probably mm -hmm. cracked open more yeah. right so that's that's about the worst i've ever had okay yeah. how much do aside you train, from by the way um how often? when when i was in high school i would wrestle um i'd also lift weights so you know it wasn't it was pretty much every day yeah monday through saturday wow. um and then i brought that in to do jiu-jitsu because um, I was also training at an MMA place, so we did a lot of kickboxing yeah. too. So, you know, it'd pretty much be like two times a day every day. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. I've I've slowed down now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's it's uh, you know, I've I have a lot of um, fight years, I guess you could call it, mm -hmm. on me. You know, a lot of mileage is better. Also, better you term. you also did a lot of competition, or no? Um, thankfully not. Mm -hmm. uh, I I wanted to. But I knew I couldn't just because um, injuries are already piling up. Okay. Um, but I was on the fight team. You know, oh, I, I helped cool. them train a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, I yeah, even yeah. helped coach sometimes. So that's pretty cool. You know, yeah. It's um, I don't I don't do it much anymore just because I'm at a more mellow place, mm -hmm. a more relaxed place. But you want to get the the black belt, or are you working towards that? Uh yeah, I am. Um when I first started, I was like, oh, I'm going to get that black belt, mm. you know, but as time goes on, I just want to get better, you know. Yeah, I don't I'm really care same. if it's black belt or not. I'm the know? same, yeah. Yeah, so I'm 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 completely okay being a brown belt for the rest of my life, mm. you know. No issues there. Yeah, yeah. Um but, you know, as long as I'm getting better. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same with me. I I I 
I did want to get more belts, but nowadays I'm like, if I get in, into trouble, no one's going to ask what kind of belt yeah. I have. <laughs> as long as I can protect uh, my family and myself, that's all I, I want to to accomplish. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember who said it. Um, someone said it. It's like, if you punch a black belt, he turns into a brown belt, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Sounds... <laughs> sounds right to me you know so it's the belt's not gonna matter yeah you know it's just it just matters how hard you've trained yeah. or how often you've trained yeah. you know yeah and how much it becomes muscle memory right exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so well, hopefully it won't happen to us but I hope you know, so too. we'd be ready <laughs> yeah i hope so too yeah you'd be more ready than i'm gonna be so but <laughs> i'm working towards that goal yeah getting there right yeah yeah, yeah. every every so. day you're getting better well, I'm not training as much as I would like, but um, yeah. I yeah, as long as you're training, though. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, let's do a time we're at. A what? Uh, I, I just wanted to see what time we're at. Oh, okay. Um, my thing says an hour and 30. That's didn't feel like an hour and 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, you got anything else you want to talk about? Um, I can't think of any. I got um all my questions are done. Cool. So that's pretty cool. We we got we got through them pretty quick. Like literally in the first like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. But yeah, this this conversation definitely went in in very fun directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do it, do it again if you want. I think uh, Yeah, we can. Feel, yeah, for uh, sure. I think uh it feels like we have a couple of similarities. So Yeah, I'd say so. Definitely <laughs> Do do another talk and maybe do do uh do more of like like a like like a fight related thing if uh, that would be awesome. Would yeah, be we cool. could totally do that. Yeah, you know, that's, I'm, it's, cool. it, that's one of my passions. Yeah. I could talk about my passions yeah, all day. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. That that I I wasn't aware of. I'm I mean I knew that your the, your podcast is called uh, Ronan Podcast. So mm -hmm. I thought like okay, there's there uh, there's some interest in there but i wasn't aware that you actually also practice bjj and also that you are a brown belt which is incredible yeah. <laughs> that's pretty hard to get right to get that far. um isn't, isn't yeah. it like white belt white 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 really long then blue and what, um, what comes on average blue? they say on average white belt takes about a year to mm. get to blue and then like two years to get the purple purple is like the longest one at like yeah. four ish years yeah um, but for me, um, you know, humble brag, but <laughs> I, uh, I got my purple belt within three years and wow. I've been a brown belt for, uh, two years now. Is it, is it, uh, Gracie BJJ or, or? No, no, we're, we're an affiliate of, um, or I'm an affiliate of someone here in the U S. Okay. Um, his name is Roberto Traven. Okay. Um, yeah, he actually... <laughs> Funny enough, he holds he holds the record for getting the fastest black belt at like th under four years. Wow, he got his black belt in under four years. Okay. Yeah, yeah, super tough guy. But um, yeah, it it it's different for everyone, you know. Mm -hmm. I know some guys that have been like white belts for like five years. Mm -hmm. I know some guys that have been, you know, they it took them like twelve years to get their brown or or yeah. eight years to get their you know all all different kinds of stories. Yeah. It just really depends on where you are. Yeah, and it depends on your uh, life, right? I mean, I wish yeah. I had more time to train, and it's all about, um, it feels like an excuse to, now that I say it, but it's really, it feels like 
when you're working, it's it's kind of hard to go to to training on yeah. a, on a regular basis. So at the moment, I try to go at least once a week, but that feels like not enough. It definitely isn't enough. Um, mm -hmm. But it's just like when I'm on the road and stuff like that, I just can't. Um, go training and then i mean then the argument is hey why don't you go to like a different dojo in the city that you're currently working at but then yeah. the, the hand is uh, my my um my gi i don't know if it's yep. called in in, in USA yeah, the same. yeah um that thing is so big i mean that doesn't <laughs> i mean that takes up so much space in my duffel bag <laughs> so I, yeah. I can't imagine like traveling with that thing um yeah one, one thing um you could just take your belt, right? Can you just Is take your possible? belt and then ask? Yeah, rent like ask for a loaner at the at the at oh, the other schools a, or other that's dojos. A good idea. Maybe I should do that. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. That's that's what I do. I just bring my belt around. Oh, okay. Yeah. Normally, I mean, I'm I'm not sure about in uh, Germany or other parts of the world, but um, in the U.S., it's pretty easy. You just show up. You know, I'm I'm this school or this affiliate, um, this belt. I just want to train for. I'm gonna be here for a couple of days. I just want to train. Mm. Normally, they they have a, a loner gi. That's yeah. cool. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I need to check that out if that's a possibility here in Germany as well. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's definitely something to try, especially yeah. if you travel a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. You know, it's a lot lighter yeah. too. Yeah, that thing is heavy. I yeah, mean, that's <laughs> ridiculous how heavy that thing is, <laughs> and uh, not even imagining like box. Uh, but my boxing gloves, I got uh, twelve ounce boxing gloves, that take up so much space as well. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably the harder part. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. carrying all the all the stand up equipment. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you uh, wear a lot of um, stand up equipment as well, like the the um, how you call it? Those chin? No, those. Uh, for your legs, those protectors, shin guards, shin guards. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. yeah, um, I had shin guards. I had gloves. Um, but you know, I when I moved, um, mm. I just kind of like donated it all. Oh, okay. Um, just because I knew I'd be going to a primarily jujitsu place. Yeah. Um, yeah. all they do is grappling. So. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I donated don't, it. So you actually only have to carry your gi and mm -hmm. your belt. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Um, sometimes I do just jump into their kickboxing class every now and again, just because mm. you know I I feel like getting hit. But <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a masochist in that way. But um, yeah, you know, normally it's just my gi. Yeah, yeah. What I feel about like training with kickboxers that chances are always pretty high that you get a sparring partner who is kind of like has to prove something. So yeah. Uh, it, always goes on harder than it that it than it uh, has to be mm -hmm. um which obviously is good for training but sometimes it's like hey let's just do sparring right let's yeah. just try to get better instead of like trying to hurt each other <laughs> mm -hmm. so that's why i i, I like stand-up uh fighting and sparring but it always annoys me sometimes if you ha get to someone who's like Okay, I'm gonna kill you now. Something that's really yeah. annoying sometimes. Yeah, it's it's completely different from like jujitsu or anything where exactly. if you get tapped, yeah. you know, if you get submitted, yeah. you can slow down. Yeah, but you know, you, you can't knock everyone out every, all the time. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's like the equivalent. Um, you ever thought about competing? Uh 
I don't like them. I when I was um, doing kung fu, when I was, I mean, I started kung fu when I was seven or eight, and the dojo I went to also had um, kickboxing and kickboxing um, tournaments, and I've done that until I was. 12 or something and the last match that i did as a 12 year old kid i got knocked out <laughs> and as a 12 year old kid that messed me up so much that was like okay i don't want to do that anymore <laughs> and so i stopped uh competing and f from there on out i was like i don't don't want to compete anymore yeah um funny enough after after i've done kung fu and the uh, competition stuff I became uh I went to the German Baywatch. So I went I became a lifeguard. Oh, uh okay. from <laughs> from 13 to I think until I was 16 or something. So something completely different. So it was all about like saving people, um training uh, training <laughs> to save people. And kind of that mindset stuck with me and that's why i was saying early on um that i have such a hard time throwing people or punching mm -hmm. people yeah because i feel like i don't want to hurt them and i feel like with grappling i can determine how strong i submit someone without yeah. hurting that person so that's also something i really enjoy with grappling and that's also the reason why i don't like competing um mm. I feel like it, it would be fun. Uh, there was once a point two or three years ago where I thought like, oh, MMA would be cool. Yeah. Um, doing into going into a cage. But then I realized, hey, I'm so hesitant to punch someone in the face <laughs> that I don't know <laughs> if that would be a good idea to go yeah. into a cage. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a, a, a thought that crosses um, every, at least every guy's mind, yeah. you know? It's like, oh, I, I could do that. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. could step into the cage yeah. or the ring or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's. I don't think it's for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's 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 also it it feels like this this yeah. If I have to, yeah, I need to admit it. It it's also a, a, it was the feeling of like proving something, you know. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that kind of was. I realized that not only that. I feel like I have a hard time punching someone in the face. I like sparring and it's all okay if it's light uh, punching someone in the face um, because I can live with the guilt that that person isn't that hurt. But inside the cage when it's about competing and, and, and about knocking out, I have a hard time with that. Mm -hmm. And also then realizing, okay, who the hell do you want to prove this to that, that you can't do that? And then I realized that's a stupid train of thought of of mine like mm -hmm. thinking hey, i want to prove something and then i realized okay i want to prove something to myself but that's stupid you're outgrown that uh, stuff and then i came to terms that that would be fun to go into the cage but it would be not right for me and probably at that point of time the wrong reasons to go into mm -hmm. the cage um yeah i really like do you know uh much machida is he called machida? Yoda machida yeah yeah i really yeah. like his mindset when he goes into the cage i, I yeah. really like his his he wasn't always like that but i feel like the um 
the last few times he went there, he was really humble and really respectful towards mm -hmm. his uh, towards his opponents, and I really like that mindset. Um, it, it always feels like he doesn't have to prove something when he went in there. I really yeah. like that. Yeah, he just um, he just wants to do it because he yeah. likes it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean those um, those humble guys are probably my favorite fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also. What was his name? Um, the last guy who uh, Stylebender fought, the one from Brazil. What's his name again? Anderson Silva? Yes. Yes. That yeah. was a really cool fight. I didn't uh, anticipate that or expect that they were would be so respectful towards each other. Mm -hmm. That was yeah. really not an entertaining fight. It was a good fight, but... Um, It looked really cool that they were so, um, yeah, respectful towards each, yeah. each other. It, it wasn't like that. a great fight, but it was a yeah. fun show kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. And I feel like this this kind of respect towards each other is going away for the purpose of entertainment, which yeah. I also like. I mean, I like McGregor, but sometimes it feels a little bit too much. Uh, it it does go a little yeah, too far yeah. sometimes. You know? um, they haven't found the right balance in a way, but um, yeah, both is entertaining. The um, the smack talk, but also I like the very respectful and humble way. Um, yeah, probably my um, my favorite fighter right now is um, excuse me, it's uh, Yoel Romero. Oh yeah, you know the uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah he's um, he's a beast. The way he yeah, fights, it's incredible. yeah, he's, he's he's just a freak, yeah, freaking yeah. nature. Yeah, um, the way he does it, and he's also you know he he comes off as a very nice guy, very um, mm. easygoing. Um, and he said before that trash talking is probably the dumbest thing about martial arts. Yeah, you know? but um, sells tickets, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that's the thing. I mean, you either got to be like him, yeah, yeah, yeah. or you either got to be like you know someone that just talks a lot. Yeah, you know, yeah someone yeah. like. Uh, You know, McGregor backs it up, though. Yeah. You know, he's he's a great fighter, too. There's such a funny video on YouTube about, you see this, I think, um, was it was it the guy who wants, wanted to in, uh, imitate um, McGregor? And he was doing so much smack talk, and then he got knocked out so fast. And I, th I think those are the, the funniest moments when there's someone who's like, doing all the shit talk and then he's like getting knocked out i think that's yeah. so funny um <laughs> it's that um the bellator kid right the uh he's irish right yeah yeah and he he's he tries to be mcgregor so much and he yeah he yeah hits him and then he he talks so much sh shit to the other guy and then gets knocked out so fast <laughs> that's, yeah it's so funny the, i think the funniest thing is he d the next fight he did the same thing he's just like really had it. he didn't yeah learn. He didn't learn, yeah. <laughs> But he he beat the guy, so I mean, I guess he kind of learned. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. learned he had to back it up more. That's yeah. But that's that's uh, those are the funniest videos I think when you see someone who's like so cocky and is bragging yeah. and then gets knocked out. That's really yeah. funny. <laughs> It happened to Silva once against uh, Chris Whiteman, where he's yeah, like, yeah, that was that was a huge thing. That yeah, was a huge yeah. deal. That was that. so funny. That was that was a point of 
uh, Silva's career, which where I didn't like him at all, mm-hmm. and then I was, it was so satisfying to see uh, Chris. I think it was Chris Whiteman, right? Yeah, knocking, it was Chris Whiteman. Yeah, knocking mm-hmm. him out. That was so yeah. cool. Um, well earned. Well earned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. All right. Um, cool. Yeah, we should we should leave this for a part two. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. let's do a part let's, two. Let's, um, and, um, you got any uh, sign offs, shout outs, anything you want to say? Shout out to you for having me here on this podcast. Oh no, thank thank you, man. <laughs> thank you for coming <laughs> that on. That was fun. I didn't. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, when I sent you that email, I was half expecting you not to reply. Really? Yeah. Because. Yeah, yeah, I I get that. That's uh, so many people say that. I think it's it's. I don't understand. I understand when there is a person with like one million subs or something like that. Yeah. Who doesn't isn't able to respond to all of them? But at the mm-hmm. moment, I mean, to be honest, I get like I don't know ten emails per month or something from from people, and I always answer them. Not not necessarily right away, but I'm always like, hey, give me some a uh, couple of days, uh, and then I will answer you. And I think that's mm-hmm. important. Um, and I yeah. enjoy that quite a lot, to be honest. This is this was my first um, interview p- slash podcast, and I think it's fun to connect with other people and talk about stuff. And I'm really I'm really happy that we have so much um yeah in common so much in and, common and to talk yeah. about that's that's really fun um especially and that's the great thing about the internet right i mean you mm-hmm. are like miles away and we can yeah. uh, <laughs> chat about all this stuff and that's why i'm if i'm ever in north carolina i'm we definitely should meet up and uh roll up because i can definitely learn a lot from you yeah, I mean, awesome. if I'm ever in Germany, I was actually um I was thinking about going to Germany. Yeah, you should for vacation. Yeah. yeah. Um, now now we know where to go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Hamburg and Berlin. I can really uh, recommend those two cities in Germany. Are they close? Um, fairly. I mean, you can go with the train from Hamburg to Berlin. That's one and a half hours. Um, oh, that's close. That's, that's close. extremely yeah, close. And, and when yeah. you take the car uh, over the highway. Um, it's, I think three hours or something like that. Yeah, that's that's close, at least for us. Yeah, because yeah. um, when I drive to my parents' place, it's about five hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's f- my uh, okay. my brother's across the country. He's in California. Oh, okay, that's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. So, I get to see him like not too often. So, I mean, okay. an, an hour and a half, three hours, close. Okay, it's, close. it's no problem. Yeah. But yeah, we're definitely at some point we gotta um. You should. We're definitely gonna do a part two. Yeah. But um, definitely. Yeah, we should. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, if you don't have anything else to say, I'll uh, I'll end I'll end my side. Cool. Yeah. Let's do part two. Thanks for having me. And yeah. it was fun. I mean, that was how much? That was a long podcast, right? Two hours. Or yeah. Something? That, that definitely <laughs> definitely my longest one for sure. All my right. longest one. Um, cool. But. Uh, yeah, guys, that was uh, Bo Ismono, a film me. editor in Germany, Hamburg, Germany. Um, he's also got his YouTube channel. It's just Bo is Mono. Um, if you don't know how to spell it, I'm just going to link it in the uh, description. Cool. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you so much, Bo, for coming on. You know, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's really surprising. I was not expecting it to go this direction, but I'm very <laughs> happy it went this direction. Yeah, we're happy so that's, Thanks for having yeah, me again. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Um, and yeah, 
you know, this episode is going to go live next week, um, the first one of May. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. Have an amazing day. Get out there. Get hungry. And good luck. Bye.